0: Jamal Mosley joins Team USA and what that says about the Orlando Magic. Plus, Jalen Brown's new deal, the CBA comes for everyone. The big payday is coming for the Orlando Magic. Let's get to it. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic today is July 26, 2023. My name is Philip Rospernike. I come the expert insight editor over at Orlando Magic Daily.com. Of follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Jamal Mosley officially named the head coach of the U.S. select team. Why that's, in my opinion at least, a quiet endorsement of the Orlando Magic and their rebuild so far. Plus, We're going to get into the Jalen Brown contract, why that's not as big of a deal as you think, but also why the new CBA comes for everyone. We're going to talk about some upcoming contract decisions for the Orlando Magic. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com/lockedon today to get started. Uh, I would first thank everyone for 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 the last two days. Um, getting getting a chance to speak with 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 Fazan uh, and talk a little bit about the Magic's playbook was was a lot of fun for me. I, I, I find that stuff a lot of fun. Um, I'll be doing uh, some deeper dives into some of the plays that he mentioned uh, on my Patreon page in the coming days. Just give me a, a couple seconds to give me a, a, a little while to, to, to pull together some clips and, and put the video together. Um, so we'll be doing more of these playbook type posts um, uh, coming up here in, in the next over the next few few seasons. But unfortunately, having that planned, I recorded that last Tuesday, so it's already a week old. Having that planned and on my agenda. It meant that I did have to miss some news. And then I hope I was able to cover it at least a little bit. Um, I, I listened back to that podcast yesterday and I was like, very, very glad that I was just like, you know, as we're recording this Sunday, it's not official, but it could be my Monday. Who knows? Um, but it is official now. Jamal Mosley is officially the head coach of the U.S. select team for the Team USA training camp, which will take place next week in Las Vegas. Um, this is a. Um, I want to first say that this is a huge honor and, and, and a huge deal. Um, the select team is essentially the future of Team USA. It's, it's designed to be sort of the... i fix my camera here. Um, oh, shoot. There it goes. That's what I get for not being prepared. Um, it's essentially supposed to be the future of Team USA. Um, uh, it's supposed to be kind of the feeder program. For Team USA and and, and and to introduce players who may one day be on the national team, on the senior national team, to the program essentially, and and, and that is to not only kind of get introduced to Team USA and, and the U.S. national team, but also be a team that helps that helps uh, the the senior team, the big team, prepare for uh, prepare for the the tournament ahead. Um, they're supposed to be their extra bodies for scrimmages. They're they, they do all the drills like they're, they're very much involved with the team. And so Mosley's job is exactly what his job is in Orlando. It's to a help execute Steve Kerr's vision, which is great that he gets to work really closely with Steve Kerr. Um, But it's to help these guys get better, to help these guys develop. And, and yes, there are no magic players on the select team. You know, I, I know some people push for Jalen Suggs to maybe get included. Jalen Suggs actually heading, uh, to South Africa this this weekend for the Basketball Without Borders camp um, going on there. Um, I push certainly for Wendell Carter to be part of of the kind of Team USA system, but this is really for younger players. And look, Nas Reed I think is one of the more, is one of the more veteran players on the squad. But you got some G League Ignite guys. You got you got a lot of like young up and coming players. You know, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green are, are the headliners guys who. May one day be on the national team, as far as everyone's concerned. As some of the reports Kate was offered a spot on the U.S. on the U.S. World Cup team, uh, but turned it down to focus on his rehab. And so, getting him in the select team is a way to kind of keep him in the system and keep him, uh, keep him with this group and, and, and developing with the group to maybe maybe play in the Olympics next year um, or in, in future in future competitions. Um, to me. You know, Mosley has worked with Team USA before. So this is really a continuation of his of his work before. He was an assistant coach on the select team uh back in 2021 for the 2020 Olympics in, in Tokyo. Yes, that's weird. I still think it's weird to say that, but it is the 2020 Olympics played in 2021. COVID's weird, we all hated it. Um, but Mosley's part been part of Team USA before. So kind of like that. This is him graduating up up a notch. But undoubtedly, Mosley we know here in Orlando Mosley is just a very unique person to be put in this situation because we know he is great at a connecting with players. Everyone on this team just loves the guy and, 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 and wants to fight and play for him. Uh, and B um, we know he's a great development coach. That's that's what the magic hired him to do. And so you take this along with Paolo Bancaro's inclusion and look, If Paolo Bancaro didn't have the Italian citizenship uh, and and the potential to play for Italy, I don't know if he would be on the national team, but he would certainly be on the select team. Paolo Bancaro, except for playing for Italy, was always going to be spending next week in Las Vegas. Um, He's currently in town now. If you've watched his his Instagram, he worked out with Jason Tatum in St. Louis over the weekend. Um, Paolo's been out and about. We're going to get a good look at Paolo here in the next couple weeks as Team USA prepares for the World Cup and and gets ready for, for that tournament. The Magic are oddly very well represented in Las Vegas next week and very well represented within the Team USA system. This is, I don't want to, it's probably going a bit too far to say that this is an endorsement of what the Magic are doing, but it certainly feels like it's a statement of, hey, this franchise is kind of on the right track. They got the right people. They got a guy in Paolo Bancaro who is expected to be in the rotation for Team USA uh, during the World Cup. They've got a coach who is so is very well thought of around the league as a development coach that they want him working with the future of Team USA essentially and working to help prepare Team USA for this World Cup. Um, it to me is a statement that hey. The rest of the league, whether that's just Grant Hill, whether that's Steve Kerr, believe the Magic are on the right track. Sometimes you just like to have some affirmation. You know, You know, we, we talk about how great this team can be, and, and we're really excited for what the season's going to be. There's still a lot of people around the league that don't quite know um, what the Magic are and what the Magic can possibly be. Um, the season's going to help serve notice a little bit. But the Magic's presence in Las Vegas uh, next week for Team USA Certainly feels like a hey, keep an eye on this team. They've got the foundations to do something really special. Now, obviously, that's not the focus next week in Vegas. Um, that's not what's going to matter. You know, the Magic aren't important um, to Team USA in that sense. What's going to matter next week is are, is everyone getting ready for the World Cup? You know, Franz Wagner and Mo Wagner are out in Germany. They have media, they have media day coming up next week. Uh, their media day is coming up next week. Um, you know, I'm started following Georgia basketball on Instagram. Goga Batadze is already at work with them. They, I think they have a, they have a game next week as ne- next week, as well as they get ready to get going, um, for their first ever trip to the world cup. Um, it's, it, it this is, this is a big tournament. Um, we're going to talk a lot about it. Um, not just because we need content to fill, but because it is a big tournament. I'm a big proponent of international basketball. We will talk fully about Team USA as they get together, as we get a good look at this roster, as we see what kind of role Paolo Bancaro is going to play. But the Magic are going to be very, very front and center in this in this tournament. And getting Team USA ready in a tournament that may not have Giannis, so I don't think that's still decided, won't have Nikola Jokic, it, it appears. This is a tournament where the, world, the U.S. typically struggles. They don't send their best team. This is this is an opportunity to bring back gold and, and and to and to really kind of put a stamp on saying, like, hey, team USA is not going anywhere. And that's ultimately the job that Jamal Mosley has is helping that team get ready. And that's ultimately the job that Paolo Bencaro has is to help his team win. That's going to be really, really valuable. We'll talk all about all about Team USA um in the coming weeks as we get closer and closer to the FIBA World Cup. There was a bit of news though that came out on Tuesday kind of rocked the NBA world, even though it was very expected. We're going to talk about life with a max contract. We'll talk about Jalen Brown's deal and what that says about the Magic's future coming up in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200. You can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. And that's in bold to make sure you know it. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com. Slash Locked On, FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. We, of course, want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day. Every day, we are in the the dog days of the offseason. We've got plenty of great content for you coming up. Uh, in the future, I'm starting to play my history project for the for, for the offseason, um, 35th anniversary season. You can maybe guess what that'll be. Um, we, I've got a lot of fun things hopefully planned for that off time, and plus we have the FIBA World Cup. But I want to spend the rest of this show um, chatting about the future. Um, it, it, you know, the magic – I get this complaint a lot um, when I talk about Jonathan Isaac, saying, you know, Jonathan Isaac – is getting paid $17.5 million a year to not play. Why are the Magic keeping around? I have a lot of people who tell, who say that to me. And I say, like, look, right now money doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that Jonathan Isaac is the highest paid player on the team. That's not important. The salary slot is more important for future trade or, or whatever the case may be. But the Magic can, A, get off it with no penalty next season. Um, and, B, they don't need the money yet. You know, they're not spending it. They don't need the cap space. They're flipping over that cap space and keeping their flexibility. That was kind of a guiding message of this offseason um, was, you know, while there was money to spend and, and look, the Magic probably overpaid a little bit to get Joe Ingles here, certainly bumped Mo Wagner's contract up to a little bit more. And by a little bit, I mean a lot more than he's probably actually worth on the market. But the Magic had to spend that money. They took care of some people. They made sure they got a, a good veteran into their locker room. Money is not important. They could get out of both contracts next year. So if they need the money, if they need it to sign someone, if they need cap room, they can create it. Flexibility is the main word, and, and that's been kind of the Magic's guiding principle as they've dealt and managed this cap space that they've had. Is if we're not going to use it today, let's be let's use. We got to use some of it, obviously, but. Let's be flexible so we can get out of things and just do whatever we want. Whether that's trade, whether that's a free agent, we can do whatever we want. That's good. But that time is running out. And and the news that came down on Tuesday is indeed a bit of a reminder that these good times are quickly coming to an end. Um, as I, I remember asking Jeff Weltman this before the draft because you know we knew the new CBA was coming, it hadn't been ratified yet. you know we knew some ideas that were in it, especially about the the, the repeater tax and, and and the second apron. And so I asked you know, as a team with a lot of cap room, how are, you know it are things different as as teams look ahead to what this new salary cap is going to be? And Jeff, I remember Jeff said, semi semi- ominously, the CBA comes for everybody. Um, it's right there on my rundown. The CBA comes for everyone. You know, right now, the magic are not worried about the new CBA and, and all the restrictions that are that are in it because they're not a second apron team. They're not paying the tax. They're well under the luxury tax they had to pay to get to the salary floor or to the payroll floor. And so when you see a headline like we saw Tuesday, Boston Celtics star Jalen Brown has agreed to a five-year, three hundred four million dollars supermax contract extension, the richest deal in NBA history. It makes you think. Now, look, um, Jalen Brown is a player above. Like he's on a. This is not his coming off his rookie contract. You know he's had this is this is a big contract for him and a supermax. Just means that he gets thirty percent of the salary cap every year. Um, you know, so it's not fully known what the full amount is. I don't know if that means he you're he, still limited to the eight percent raises. Or it's just thirty percent of that first of that first year, but it's a lot of money. Um, you know, he's going to get paid sixty nine million dollars in the last year of that deal. And I know already a few people are already looking ahead to this, so it's important to know that this num- these numbers are real that uh, that teams are going to have to pay this much to retain their stars. Um, this is the richest contract in NBA history, which broke la- the richest contract in NBA history set last year by Nikola Jokic, also getting a super max of 30% of the the salary cap. This is the cost of doing business. And Orlando has two potential max players on the roster. And time is ticking to get them under contract or our our time is ticking before the magic. Do you have to pay them? We do at at this point, Franz Wagner and Paolo banker are both on a, on a trajectory to get the max contract. Now, whether they get the super max designation or the regular max designation, that's up to them. You only get the super max designation. If you've been all NBA, all defensive team, or, uh, all NBA or All Defensive Team in two of the past, previous three seasons before the new contract is up, um, or you've been an MVP in the three in one of the three previous seasons. Um, otherwise, you get 25 percent of the cap under the regular max. Um, by my calculations, and I might be slightly off on these. Um, you know, I was I was I read through the CBA, actually went to the source material, read through the CBA, um, but this the, the numbers for these these players could get really really big. Um, let's just let's just put it that way. This year's NBA salary cap came in at 136 million dollars. The new the league's new collective bargaining will limit the cap from jumping by more than 10. percent So next year may not jump a whole lot. But in the summer of 2025, when Franz Wagner is a free agent, the NBA is expected to get a new TV rights deal that could double or triple the current TV rights deal. Now the last time the NBA signed a TV rights deal, we had the big cap spike. You know how the magic used it, but you know that, that the NBA not smoothing that in caused chaos in the free agency market. But at the end of the day, the cap jumped. Players, you know, got their share. Everyone's salaries went up because the cap jumped and the NBA had to and, and teams had to spend that money. That's gonna happen again. It's gonna happen incrementally, but what we think you know, who we think is a $20 million player today is going to be a bargain a couple years from now. And I'm going to get into that on the back end of this, on this pod, on this podcast, but let's just play this out a little bit. Cause numbers are going to get fuzzy. If we, if we assume a 10% increase each of the next two seasons, which I don't think we'll see a 10% increase next season, but certainly 2020 summer, 2025, we would, that could bring this salary cap up to $165 million. So $164.6 million is, is the max that the salary cap can be. Um, in 2025, that would put if if the Magic do go with a max extension for Franz Wagner, 25% of the cap is 41.2 million dollars. Just I want that to be put like in full perspective. Franz Wagner's five-year extension could be worth somewhere between 241.8 and 250 and a half million dollars. That's Franz Wagner you get paid more than $50 million in the fourth year of that contract if my math is correct and the way I read the CBA is correct. Paolo Bancaro comes a year after that. His first year of 20, you know, assuming another 10% jump in the salary cap, which again is a big assumption, I would would agree. The first year of his max extension of 25% of the cap would be $45.3 million. He could sign a deal worth $265.6 to $276.4 million. I want you to get used to these numbers. Just plain and simple. I want you to get used to these numbers. Because this is the reality coming for the Orlando Magic. At a certain point, they're going to be spending nearly half of their cap space. This is life with two max players. Half of their cap space on Franz Wagner and Paolo Banchero. That's what the Magic have to be looking forward to and have to be planning for. You look at a lot of the successful teams around the league. They make their moves before the, these contracts come due because you could make trades and fit players under your salary cap um, while players are still on rookie contracts. You know, Franz Wagner is going to get paid fifteen million dollars in the last year of his deal. He's going to jump from fifteen to probably. I don't know if he'll get the full forty. Maybe my math is wrong on this, but he's going to his salary is going to at least double. Um, before once he gets off this rookie contract, you know Paolo, I think has paid fifteen this year. You know, he's at seventeen. his contract will double uh, when he gets off his rookie contract. The rookie contract is like the biggest bargain in sports. And ultimately, if you're a team with, if you think you have two max rookies, you gotta start spending before they're off the rookie contracts because then it becomes a lot harder to spend, and to add players once you've got those big salary numbers. Now, like I said, the salary cap is going to increase commensurately. So, you know, I, I think the trick is going to be accurately pricing role players. That's going to be the trick to cap management moving forward, is accurately pricing role players, because max players are max players. You spend your money on max players. That's That that formula is set, that their their salaries are capped. You do that. Like Boston is in a situation. I saw this great, I saw a great argument about this uh, from a Celtics writer. Boston's in a situation where they're trying to win a championship. You pay that money. You don't worry about the consequences. You pay that because your window's open. The Magic are going to have to pay that. Now that's not till 2025 and 2026. So they got a little bit of time. They got two years. That's why the clock is ticking and why, you know, maybe the Magic should be trying to accelerate their timeline a little bit. But Next year, next summer is a big summer to spend and a big summer to add to this team and really set it up to be a championship team in the years to come. Now, part of that is a question and a debate that we haven't talked a lot about yet. We'll talk a little bit more about it now with the extension decisions due for Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony coming up in just a moment. I want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, we got a lot of great stuff coming up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can also check out my Patreon page, Orlando Magic Hub. Like I said, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into some of the plays that we talked about on the show over the last two days, kind of break those down for you. That's among the, a lot of the content I'm planning for the Patreon page, so check it out today. Orlando Magic Hub. You can find the link uh, on my Twitter on my Twitter or X page, whatever it's called now, um, at philiprr underscore omd. But I want to get back to this discussion because, you know, I have kind of neglected it. Um, it's been something that's been hanging in the background, and, and we know it's probably one of the big storylines coming up this season uh, about Marco Fultz and Cole Anthony. Both are due extensions this offseason. Um, their contracts expire at the end of the season. Marco Fultz is not extension eligible until December because it's, I, I read through the CBA, the rule is technically. That um, you, if you're getting paid more than 10% of your previous contract, you're not extension eligible until three years after you sign the contract. And because Marco Foltz signed that contract before the COVID year in 2021, um, he signed extension December 20th, 2020. That means he's not eligible for an extension until December, until like December, 2023. So some of this faults, I, I don't know if that rule is, I don't know if I read that rule 100% correctly, but faults, faults, we can't do, we can't touch faults negotiation until at least September. Cole Anthony's extension eligible now. It's not so surprising they haven't gotten it done yet. Like all the max extensions get done early because those are like, that's a set formula. That's, that's nothing you have to, um, there's not a, the negotiation is with raises more than anything else at that point. Um, with Marco Fultz, we have an actual negotiation. We actually have, or with Cole Anthony, we have an actual negotiation. We have to figure out what his salary is. And, you know, these guys are going to get paid. Um, you know, Marco Fultz is getting paid $17 million this year. I I, can, I, I see him getting bumped up to tw- at least $20 million a year. So, again, he's uh, above that 10%, that 10% mark. Um, he's going to get bumped up to at least $20 million a year. And, honestly, if I'm Marco Fultz, and I'm his agent, I know the Magic are going to take care of me. I'm not worried about it. I think the Magic do value the salary slot and do value the position and do value him as a player. Um, but if I'm Markel Fultz's camp, I say, hey, we got a healthy season coming up. Let's see what our guy looks like. Let's let's see how he plays and, uh, uh, and let's see how he plays and see if he can bump that value up even more. Um, you know, become a 25 million guy, 25 million dollar a year guy, and again, that money feels big today. And and, you know, again, maybe the Magic are team that's willing to pay 26, 27, 28 up front and decline the salary so they're getting a a discount on the back end of it, knowing that they got these big contracts on on the way uh, for Paolo and Franz. But to me, Fultz is a prime example of a guy who should, who probably shouldn't sign an extension and should say, Hey, I can prove that I'm worth more than whatever you put in front of me today, Um, and I think the Magic should welcome that challenge and and challenge him to do that honestly, Um, as much as as much as anything else. Um, It's you know Cole Anthony is is a much trickier thing. He's he's obviously uh, on a rookie scale deal, so he's due for a big payday. I think he could very easily slot into that 15 to 17, 15 to 18 million dollar range at the magic like for these extensions that they gave Wendell Carter, that they gave Markel Fultz, that they gave Jonathan Isaac. Um, but I also get the sense that Cole Anthony wants, believes he's a $20 million a year guy and believes he could be a starter in this league and and, and wants an opportunity to start. And so slotting him as the sixth man is going to be saying, like, hey, you know, this is the role for you. This is the role that we have envisioned for you. You could be successful in this role. And we will pay you handsomely for it. Uh, but again, like Markel Fultz, Theater, I think has a lot to prove—to prove that like last year wasn't a flu- wasn't a fluke, or at the end of last year wasn't a fluke—that he can really own that role and, and, and again up his price. So I find it really difficult to believe. You know, I, I would have said, I would say, I would have said before the se- the offseason that you know the Magic, I thought, think should try and take care of both, get them both done now. Um, you need trade capital, um, even if it ties up your books and eliminates some of your your flexibility. If these guys are as good as you think they can be, as good as they think they can be, then, you know, they've proven they can play. It's it's, it's not an issue of whether they can play or not. Um, this is a These are two players who have a fit in this league somewhere. And the question is whether you get the right value for them. Um, this is one of the bigger decisions, I think, that the Magic are going to make uh, in this rebuild because, A, both players are essential to what the Magic are trying to build right now and, and to the Magic's present. But B, overpaying for these guys now, and if they falter, if they fall, fall backward a little bit, overpaying for these guys now clogs the books when Franz and Paolo need to get paid and prevent you from maybe making that big move that you need to make uh, to, to help them and help them win a championship uh, during, that, during that first extension year. Um, I don't have answers. I don't know what the proper value is for Cole Anthony. Like I said, I, I'd put him in that 15 to $18 million a year range. Um, I think he thinks he's a $20 million a year player. Markel, I probably have in the $20 to $23 million range, um, but I could see him easily playing himself up to 25, 26, 27 with a really good season. Um, and I think both players are certainly in positions to say like, hey, we, can't, we can have really good seasons again. We, we'll make a playoff run and that's going to increase our market and allow us to make a whole lot more money uh, on the free agency market and again the magic can go into, with Cole Anthony especially uh let restricted free agency set the market a little bit and see if someone else bites on him and overpays him or see if you know see who see what the market's going to give him uh and, and match it or or go a little bit above it to take to take care of him uh, for for the pain of of restricted free agency um it's going to be fascinating to watch both of these stories happen because it is again it is happening concurrently with this understanding and realization that a, the salary cap's about to spike pretty regularly, and so there's all there's going to be a little bit of money that moving around. Um, the NBA is not losing money, folks. They're they're making plenty of money, and they're about to get a big, big, big TV deal, including maybe an equity stake in ESPN if, if those reports are true. Um, all these things are part of those decisions with the Paolo Franz contracts in the background. Like I said, both of those guys are due 250 million dollar a year. $215 million over five year contracts uh in the next two three seasons two and three seasons. Um the magic's run with funny money is gonna be coming to an end. Um and so the magic have to start preparing for that. And they have to spend smartly now to set themselves up uh for for that opportunity and be competitive at the same time. So it's gonna be very, very interesting offseason, very, very interesting season because among the many things the Magic have to prove is who belongs, who doesn't. And how much are some of these future free agents going to be worth? And then can the Magic get any value for them in free in, in, in trades, if that is the case? It's going to be a really fascinating season for the Orlando Magic. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. you your tune in him, Himo. You can play Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaylight.com. You can follow us down on Twitter at OMD. Magic Daily. I want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day. Every day for my everyday crew on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic, we're going to talk about Jalen Suggs, his path to starting a shooting guard, and where he needs to greatly improve. We'll get to all that coming up on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic, but until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic, it's been Philip Ross from Nike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Lockdown Magic.